Hello and welcome to Everything Scary at 3 a.m. My name is Mandy and with me as always is John. Say hi. Howdy, howdy, y'all. And we have a very special episode for you tonight or today, whenever you just so happen to be listening. What do we got for him today? Well, so, you know, it's... it's. I, 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 it's not because I made a mistake and didn't realize that there were five Sundays in, in January. No, no. Uh, this is a very special thing. Uh, we are watching, uh, 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 The Relic from 1997 because it's, it's 25 years old this month. Why would you acknowledge that we messed up? Uh, we technically didn't do it. It was me. I'm the one who creates the schedule for this. Well, way. yeah, but why would you even say anything? You know because what? This is a special funnier. episode. This is a special episode. It's, it's a special because I, I admitted because, something because, wrong. Because John forgot. Right. And this is actually the 25th anniversary of, as John said, The Relic. And it, it does happen to be one of our favorite movies. So this actually is working out really well for us. I was so excited to do this because usually it's really hard for us to find a movie to watch that we can both agree on. But, I mean, John was like, hey, it's the 25th anniversary of The Relic. You want to do it? I was like, yes. And this is, it's, it's, I'm excited yeah, because I, I liked this movie when it first came out. One of the things that everybody talks about is how dark it was, but I. It was very, very, very dark. From what I hear, it was because of the VHS transfer. Like, so I don't even know if it's, this is the VHS transfer that we got, or if we got an HD, like recut one or, or I, what. I really do want to get the Blu-ray. If yeah. anybody knows where I can find the Blu-ray or if anybody wants to send us the Blu-ray. It's probably Severin Arrowhead or Vinegar Syndrome or something like that. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's probably going to be like $60 or something. I don't know. I saw, it's going to be for... like tweaked to, to hell and back. And you sit there and you go, there's absolutely no goddamn reason why somebody's going to need something like this. And then you watch it and you're like, that's really cool. <laughs> I, I really I thought I found one and then I read the little the little thing on it and it says uh, it does not work for most North American Blu-ray players. Oh, so it's like one of those regional. And I'm ones. like, really? <sighs> but our our search for it aside, uh, yeah, this was uh, one of our favorite movies and it turned out to be one of the ones that we both ended up watching, uh, you know, separately. Uh, well, yeah, when, when it first came out. I mean, this came out in 1997. Yeah, I know we're not that old, but I'm just saying, like, it, it was interesting that we. I, I, like, I'm not old. Both, no, I mean, like, we, you and I did not know each other. Oh, we are we, that old. We buddy. didn't know each other back then. That's what I'm saying. Anyway, what I was getting at was the fact that it's, you know, we're less, it, we, it's not that we don't remember, you know, you know, you, uh, you know what, let's just talk about who directed anyway, it. Anyway. Who directed it? Uh, who directed it? That would be Peter Himes. Himes? Himes. Himes? Looks like Himes. Himes. Hems. Hems. Uh, but he is juicy, actually juicy hems. He, he's uh, one of the guys who did a uh, uh, one of our previous episodes. He was uh, the director of uh, End of Days. Uh, oh, he, no yeah, shit. yeah. And he also did uh, 2010, uh, the uh, the year we made contact, which is one of my favorite movies. Mm. Uh, Time Cop, which is also one of my favorite movies because it's actually referenced in another movie where a guy is sitting there and he's got like a little guy who's like talking to him. He's like. Uh, like, be careful, Chief. You remember what happened to David Warner in Time Cop? And I was just like, oh my God, that is the best way to explain to somebody, don't touch yourself in the past. Like, don't let yourself, and I say that now, I realize how terrible that is. But no, I mean, like, don't physically come in contact with yourself in the past. Himself. Well, you're not supposed to because you end up like David Warner in Time Cop. He fapped in the past? He, you yeah. I don't know. At that point, it gets a little weird. Anyway, uh, he also did. He also did a movie that I really want to watch, but I haven't been able to get to it yet, just because 
we've been, you know, we have lives. Uh, Outland, which is this weird movie that uh, Sean Connery did, where he is a space policeman and he's running around with a shotgun. How have you not made me watch that movie? I just haven't gotten into it. Uh, This guy also did one of my other favorite movies, which could technically be on here, but I'm not going to do that because it's not really like it's not a horror movie. It's not a horror movie, but it's stay tuned. I love that movie. I love that movie. That is one of my favorite movies. I wish y'all could see John's face right now because he got so chunky cheeked. He was so excited. <laughs> I was like at the Wilson's like, girl. It makes your cheeks go like this. Uh, but also Capricorn One, which was another one of those really solid movies from the 70s. <clears throat> that is also one of those movies that I really want to get into. But it's it's so far out of our wheelhouse that we would never be able to talk about it on here. If you guys want, we could. Just let us know. But... It's one of those like weird seventies like. Or you can follow us on Twitter whenever John actually writes that he's watching something. I'm I'm on Twitter. Yeah. On stuff. Go tweet John. Yeah, at esat three am. Tweet tweet. We're there. Anyway, uh, but he's he's done a lot of movies, so I'm excited to to watch this one because it's also written at least the screenplay by somebody that we know from a lot of other shows. We got Amy Holden Jones wrote this uh, at least the screenplay part. Uh, she's done a lot of movies. The most significant ones uh, being uh, Beethoven, <clears throat> Indecent Proposal, and Mystic Pizza. Beethoven, like with the dog? The dog one. Ah. Yeah, so, you know, she's obviously versatile because she also wrote Indecent Proposal, and I didn't really get the sense that that would be a light rom-com funny happy movie. True. Uh, but she is not alone. She is the person who adapted this because this is actually from Douglas Preston and Lincoln Child wrote the book. And I know those guys because they're actually pretty prolific writers, and I think my mom likes them too. It's one of those, like, like Dick Francis kind of, like, you've got your, your Alex Cross kind of guy who keeps showing up um you know uh, so you have that one character who repeatedly shows up in the different books yeah yeah well this one actually is the first appearance of a guy named i want to say aloyus pendergast who is one of their guys who later on becomes like one of their main series people like um uh lee child has somebody like that uh, a whole bunch of, of people have a, like like uh, tom clancy has has your uh <laughs> jack ryan uh, jack ryan and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff uh, and then, uh, you know, so I'm, I'm excited about this movie, and it's got a lot of other people in it. Who is it starring, hun? Uh, so it's starring Penelope Ann Miller, who was in The Artist. Was she the main lit girl in The Artist? I don't remember. Oh, I'm going to have to watch that again. Yeah. Uh, the Shadow, she was in Kindergarten Cop. She was actually the hot teacher in Kindergarten, yes. to- in kindergarten Cop. I love that freaking movie. You have no oh, idea. No. That's, that's, uh, that's your chubby cheek movie for today. <laughs> Uh, she was also in an episode of Tales from the Dark Side, which I always love pointing that shit out because I love Tales from the Dark Side. Oh, I did miss that one on her on her little thing. Uh, it also has Tom Sizemore in it, who is in Saving Private Ryan, Black Hawk Down, Strange Days, and Passenger 57. I really liked him in Strange Days, but I think that might just be the setting because that had Ralph Fiennes in it, which was weird because before that, I didn't, I don't know what Ralph Fiennes was in, but in this one, he was playing like this tweaker. So he's not Voldemort. In it, well, like he is all the time. Red Dragon. Yes, but in that one, he's like, "Do you see?" In the in this one, he's like, "Man, come on, what are you doing?" It's like he's like tweaked out because he's like selling. Uh, I, I want to say Simstim, but it's not that. It's um, uh, it's nerve something or other. He's selling people experiences because it's the cyberpunk future. It's the, oh. the future year of 1999 when people have mini discs players <laughs> that you can wear. 
and you put them on your head. It's a little squid that you put on your head, and it, it like beams the thoughts into your brain. Okay, well now we're gonna have to watch that because I just want to see Ralph oh, yeah. Fiennes as a tweaker. He is he is so tweaked out the whole time. Uh, but we also got Linda Hunt in this one. Uh, Linda Hunt was actually I I was like oh Linda Hunt I I remember that joke from uh, the Mystery Science Theater uh, movie uh, I think it was the Giant Spider Invasion episode where they're like talking about you know collapsed stars and all that stuff and it's like like Linda Hunt and I was like I don't I don't get that and now I do because I was like who the hell is Linda Hunt she was the little lady who almost gets stabbed in uh, by the dart drone in the 84 version of Dune mm-hmm. and she was in um she was in Year of uh, Living Dangerously she was also in Kindergarten Cop she I think she was the principal she was the the one who was like talking the little down tiny to... one? yeah I With think the so glasses? yes Yes. Oh my that god, lady. I love that lady. Uh, she was also in 280 episodes of NCIS Los Angeles. Yeah, she was she, the main. Yes. She was one of the main people. She was uh, opposite of Miguel Ferreira for a while too. Oh, okay. Which was one of the other reasons why I really loved that show was because I loved Miguel <laughs> Ferreira. <laughs> she's the she's the lady in Kindergarten Cop. Pugas. How did it feel to hit that sob? Yeah, she was super into it. I love that. I love that show. So she's I'm excited great, to see this. She's one. a great actress. Uh, we got a whole bunch well, of. Well, we've already are... seen this one, honey. Yeah, I know. I, I I'm glad to see it again now that I know who all these people okay. are because I didn't know, I didn't recognize her. I, in that I one. forgot that she was in this, but it, yeah. Or yeah. in Kindergarten Cop. This is before I started watching <clears throat> movies and like, oh, that was the same person from this one. Oh, I guess it's I guess it's a little more recent for me because you know I I rewatch movies like forever and ever and you know this is like the 527th time I've watched this. movie. This is but... gonna be the, uh, the I haven't watched Relic in a long time. Well, I'm I, as you can tell, because we, we we had a hell of a time trying to find this movie. It was, uh, I think we... I thought up... I had it. I yeah, thought so I had weird. it. And and let me tell you something. It's really hard to find right now if you don't have it. We had to, we had to rent it on Amazon. Yeah, so. Well, yay. And even then, you have to do it online, because you can't do it over the app or something. It's weird. Anyways. Yeah, it was weird. Uh, but uh, a couple other people in this one. Uh, we got James Whitmore, who was Brooks from uh, Shawshank. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he was a little bird guy. Uh, we got Clayton Roner, who was in G versus E. I can't remember if he was the main guy or if he was uh, one of the uh, the good dudes. But I love G versus E, the uh, good versus evil. Yeah. So it was a guy who comes back from the dead, and he's supposed to fight demons. And like his sidekick was basically this dude who came from the seventies. So think R uh, R I P D. That's but, what I was gonna say. R I P D. Yeah. So it's like R P R I P D, but fun. Uh, <laughs> oh, I liked her. <laughs> I know. Uh, you got uh, Robert Lesser, who was Dr. Hirsch from 2010. Uh-huh. So a lot of people in this movie from that were in yeah in other movies, like Kindergarten Cop, like uh, 2010. So that's kind of interesting to me. Uh, you got Constance Towers, who is weird. I remember her being uh, one of the like ladies from uh, Next Karate Kid, but I didn't know she was in 1,257 episodes of a show called Capital from 1982 to 1987. It was a... Uh, Damn, that's a lot of episodes. It was a, a soap opera. <clears throat> 1,257. Jesus. Yes. <clears throat> uh, we got Francis X. McCarthy, who was Boots in Interstellar. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we got uh, John... Kapalos. Kapalos, who was the... Carl... Uh, in uh, Breakfast Club. I think he was the janitor. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm, I, you know, this is has a lot of people here. Like, hey, I mean, it doesn't have Dick Miller in it, but you know, yeah. you can still at least be. Oh, it's that guy. We have Dick Miller in everything else. Yeah, which thank God. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so I'm excited to watch this one again. I, you know, I know I'm excited, excited for you to watch it, it again. I mean, I love this movie anyways, so I'm excited about you watching yeah, it again. Yeah, I, I, and I'm, I'm hoping that because you know everybody was. I hope com- it's as good as you remember. Everybody was complaining originally, and I've got the VHS copy. That was I just didn't want to pull out the VHS machine, especially since I know that that is the inferior like print of it. Uh, so I'm hoping that we've got like a good one where we can actually see some of the stuff that was going on or or the darkness is, is different, but if not, then you know, that's another thing that we can talk about on it. (laughs) True. All right. Well, we're going to cut it here. We're going to go watch this real quick and we will be back. See you in a bit. According to museum security, you were the last one to leave last night. Did you see or hear anything strange? Well, I thought I heard something as I was leaving, but it could have been anything. Sweeping teams of two. Nobody goes in alone. This place is not going to open until every room is clear. I'll go. Come out, come out, wherever you are. Any idea about a weapon? Something big. The board is hosting a governor preview here tomorrow night. It would be a disaster for us if we had to postpone. We may have somebody on our hands who makes Jeffrey Dahmer look like a Cub Scout. You have to let the gala go on. Something's wrong. Come on, what's the matter with you? So, wow, that was, one, unfortunately, it was the, still the dark mode version, so I guess they haven't found a, a like, a, a brighter version, but, uh, man, I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really disappointed in it because it had uh, uh, Sam Winston effects in it, and I, I love seeing those. That was a really interesting creature. Like, I don't know why I think it's so crazy. It, it's, you know, like, but I, I really enjoyed that. Good. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's a lot of fun. I I forgot how much fun it was. I also forgot how long it was. It's uh what uh, hour, one hour and forty yeah, yeah hour forty nine fifty. Uh, so but it is a good good solid movie. Um, you know it's you know what it kind of reminded me of, and maybe it's just the aesthetic. It reminded me of Murder at sixteen hundred. Wesley Snipes. Um, oh, maybe Alan Alda. Maybe it was just the the, the time period. Maybe it, this was a this was very much the the dark nineteen ninety six to nineteen ninety nine kind of like era that we had mm-hmm. with uh, with different things happening. But, so. but don't get John wrong. Like this has nothing to do with Murder at sixteen hundred. No, was... it just it just kind of had that that darkness, like with the the shades and the shadows and people running around in in the uh, the the tunnels. And all that kind of stuff, uh, and yeah, the guy from G versus E is in this one. Uh, I I was super happy to see him. He's got a, a decent uh, little thing goes Hollingworth. Yeah, he was. I was like, oh hey, it's that guy. 
Uh, but yeah, we start off in the Amazon. Re God, remember in '90s, like the mid '90s, that we were, everything was about the, the everything. Amazon. Congo. You had uh, what well, was it? Congo was not in the Amazon, but remember? Um, well, God, was it, it, it like IMAX? There was like six or seven like let's get Amazon out that part because I feel like I sound like an idiot. No, no, you don't. Uh, but no, we we did everything was in rainforest. Yeah. Okay. But let's change it to that. Let's let's say it to that. Everything but was we, in rainforest. We had that. We had that. Not Nanny's an idiot and sucks we, at geography. We had that terrible movie with um the it was uh, Sean Connery and he was in it was Medicine Man. Oh. Yeah, we had a lot of weird movies back in the 90s, what like was that during movie? that period, what, Firm Gully? It was also in the 90s. <laughs> no, not, not. I was thinking the Sean Connery one. I think it was called Medicine Man. Is it? Yeah, he's in the, I don't, I think he's in the Amazon in that one too. Uh, but like he's he's like sliding back and forth on the trees. They got like zip lines in between the trees. Totally don't remember. Oh, it was so weird. Okay. Anyway, so we, so, we start so, off in the Amazon, and we're with a tribe. We don't know what the tribe is called, but it's a tribe. Uh, they are doing some sort of ritual. There is a guy there who is taking a lot of pictures. We don't know who he is yet, but he's very enthusiastic. Um, so he's taking pictures, taking pictures. They actually take some leaves with these little orange things. That are actually just, it, it just looks like a... I'm sure it's caviar. Caviar. Like, yeah, it's, it looks, it, like it looks they like put caviar. caviar on the underside of it. And they're like, ha-ha, this will look like what we look for. It's ha -ha. fungus. It's fungus. No, so, it's clearly uh, a fungus. No, it's not. So they, they, they take these leaves and then they boil them and then they give the, the, the leaf water to this guy who sips it, you know... Very, very excidedly. He's just like, yeah, sure, why not? So he it was, drinks it. It was kind of a cute little look on his face because he's just like... He's unsure. Oh, uh, uh, I guess bottoms up then, sir. Yeah, and then he drinks it. And immediately he starts freaking the hell out. And then they bring this dude out who's on all fours and has tusks drawn on his face. It was a woman. Uh, it was a, oh, I thought it was a guy. I think it was a woman because the, the, the priestess was the one who gave him the thing too. Oh, okay. So I'm, I assume not, it, was, it, it was ladies. It's a tribe's person and they start crawling towards him and he's like it's the kathaga and he starts freaking out and everyone is giggling so that happens and then we cut shortly after and then we see a ship and the ship is about to it has like a whole bunch of cargo and stuff like that and then here comes the same guy and he's like i need to take these crates off the boat i need to get these crates off the boat they're supposed to go to the um, Natural History Museum. Museum of History in, yeah. in Chicago. Yeah. The Chicago Museum. I Yeah, I kind of spaced on that one too. <laughs> yeah, so he has to so he has to get these crates off. The guy, the, the captain's like, dude, like we got stuff that we got to do here. Like, no, no, we're not going to, we're not going to do that. Um, he was like eight hours behind schedule too. I'm like, dude, Which is for crazy. Real? Like that sucks. Like how do you get eight <clears throat> hours behind schedule? So it turns out that the crates actually weren't even on the boat the entire time. But um, <coughs> this guy doesn't know that. Uh, whose name is actually John Whit Whitley? Whitney? I'll, Whitney. I'll, I'll figure it out later. Um, so he it's actually. John Whitney. It's, John Whitney. You got it right here. Oh, John Whitney. There yeah, you, go. you wrote it down. Sorry. So he actually um, gets. He actually jumps on the boat uh, as a stowaway because he really needs to find these crates, and we still don't know why. It's actually kind of funny because he, he does find a crate, and he opens it up, and it turns out to be rugs or something like that. And he's like, no! And, like, the most overdramatic no that I've seen in a very long time. Yeah, it was... It, actually, there's two of those in this movie. There's a couple, yeah. It's, it's, or or we, two, two that really, that really stand out. With the out. nose? Yeah. Okay. 
but we skip forward, I think it's six week. weeks. Six weeks. Oh, six yes. weeks is first Sorry. time. Six weeks so for we, the cargo ship. We jump forward six weeks, uh, and the uh, cargo <laughs> ship has uh, had has ported at uh, in Chicago, uh, and that's when we're introduced to Tom Sizemore as Lieutenant Degusta, uh, which a lot of people have a hard time saying. Which I don't blame them because even reading it. Uh, on the screen, we put the subtitles on to make sure that we knew what we were we were spelling. But even that one was pretty hard. It's and then, D Augusta. It's yeah. not that hard. Augusta. To me, it was hard. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so they're going around. They found the basically the ship that we saw uh, leave Brazil, uh, which we were informed uh, by them, uh, so we know the port of of, of departure. Uh, it, it was found just floating around in Lake Michigan. So yeah, by the Coast Guard. It was, you know, the thing that's curious to me is that it made it all the way up. Just, it went all the way by the side of, of the U.S., it, it, all the way from Brazil. Uh, and then it made it in through the, I don't know if there are locks or if you can just kind of float down there, but it's not a straight line from the Atlantic Ocean to Chicago. Well, we don't know whenever the captain died or well, anybody else, really. I mean, it was just... I mean, from what we're seeing, the the you know, later, it doesn't make any sense. Either way, though, somebody died. No, everybody died. It's a ghost well, ship. Well, I know. That's what I mean. Like, either way, somebody died because everybody died. Uh, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, it's, like, later on, it, it's, like, popping heads all over the damn place. Like, so, I mean, it's it's going through people like Pez. So, like, the which, fact that it which was... Which they actually don't find them, though. No. At, at first, they just think that they tossed all the bodies overboard, but that's not what happened. Yeah. Uh, uh, Lieutenant D'Augusta actually found them uh, by smell, which, how the hell did nobody else smell that? Yeah. Only I, I oh, apparently the his, were... he's got like a bloodhound nose that Lieutenant Augusta. Well, you know, and it, it, I don't know if it was the, like a decision by the like production company or what, but like they open up. So what they do is they find they have a cat scare, which yay, because I love cat scares because it's always it's the easiest thing in the world. It's like ta da cat. Uh, and and for some reason the cat didn't get a. <laughs> I always think it's supernatural. Oh yeah. Whenever <laughs> um, Dean gets scared by the cat. Anyways, sorry. Anyway, so after that, uh, he, that's when they're like, uh, "We can't find the bodies, therefore the bilge." And they look under there, and there's just bodies floating, and the water looks briny, like pickly briny. Like they Somebody decided to pickle just, the bodies. Oh, it's just like oh, he just he wanted snacks later on, but yeah, no, there's just bits and pieces in there. Uh, and that's when it's done, done, done. One week later. Yep, one week later. Uh, where we're introduced to a couple of kids who we follow for a good chunk, uh, and then like they're they won't shut up. They're like, oh, we're gonna go do this. We're gonna go do that. Oh, we can't go to the arcade yet. Which I'm like, they're skipping school. 1997. I don't know if we had arcades still. Yeah, we did. Uh huh. Uh, arcades are the 80s, my, man. My dad used to take us to the arcade. Well, yeah, but like you know, that was like. Down here, that was like diversions and crap. Like there, there's no way that there was like, yeah, and you know, you know, where I want to go, you know, I, I want to go to to the arcade, you know, because we're tough Chicago kids. No, no, it didn't happen that way. But because of them, we are introduced to Penelope Ann Miller, who is biking up because she's quirky and it's the '90s, it's the late '90s, so she's running around in in pants but floppy shirts and stuff like that. She she bikes up to the the Natural History Museum. The kids are like staring at her as she's changing into a like like a skirt. I want to say skirt, but it wasn't a skirt. It was just skirt. I think it's just a skirt. It's just a straight up skirt. A long skirt. And they're like, 
they're like staring at her and she, she like gets has a problem with it. I'm like, honey, you're like three feet away from the bike rack. What the hell's wrong with you? Anyway, we walk in. Uh, we see uh, you know the the security guard. Uh, the only reason why I bring that up because <laughs> poor bastard. A little bit later, uh, but then there's a lot of office politics that start going down. Uh, we've got her going in. She uh, sees Linda Hunt. Linda Hunt is uh, telling her, "Oh, hey, uh, that grant that you need uh, it might get picked up by Greg Lee or something like that." Uh, who is <laughs> like, "Oh, what a terrible guy!" Blah 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 blah. It's this weird long. You can tell that this part is the novel. This is this is like people like ah look introduced to all the characters. We also don't like Greg because Greg's a gerbil. Apparently a gerbil. Yes, that was another one. This God, this is such a '90s movie too. Like that, it's like what would you call somebody? I'm not a gerbil. You're a turkey. Some I don't friggin'. Anyway, uh, so we find out that uh, uh, from Linda Hunt that Greg is gonna take the 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 much needed. Uh, Grant well, away he's... from her, so she's worried about it. She's having to deal with her things. She goes yells at Greg. There's this big, uh, like the basically the only place that Penelope Ann Miller is going to be able to 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 save her her whole project and team with her team or oh they're so wacky. Uh, but uh, the only way that she's going to be able to do that is to impress an old couple at the superstition opening gala gala. From uh, that's it's gonna be happening in a couple of days, uh, which she will be able to do. But uh, first, she has to go walk by somebody else's office, uh, which turns out to be John Whitney's. Yep, Whitney's or Whitley. Whitley? I think Whitney. It's Whitney. I think we said Whitney. It's we only Whitney. we hear John a couple of times. That's about it, and we read Whitney. Uh, but uh, that is uh, she. That's whenever we meet Doctor Frock. Yes, it's it's when, we love Doctor Frock because it's Brooks. And he, God, he's, he's, he's so sweet. He's so nice. And he's in a wheelchair and he's the sweetest guy ever. And yeah. so he also doesn't have a problem with, uh, <clears throat> he, with... A- he actually introduces us to the Senzora tribe. Who's the tribe that John, yes. John Whitney is, uh, was at. That's yes. where he was. That's where he was doing it. <clears throat> we, he also is the person who explains the Cathoga. Yes. Uh, who is, what they find is there, there are two boxes. And it's the two boxes that John Whitney was looking for on the boat. Uh, they explain, oh, there was some kind of mix-up at Customs, and uh, they just shipped it to us by air. I'm like, was that always the thing that could have been done? Maybe. Maybe. It, but maybe it was just more expensive. The, I, I, it's got to be freaking expensive if it came in there like seven weeks later, but it's like, oh, oopsie poodles, we forgot to do this. Don't worry, we took care of it at our expense or something like that. It's yeah. just crazy. Uh, well, but that, that's whenever they talk to us, though, about how they believe in the Kasolga, which is the, which is the, the, the San, the San, shit, what is their name? Sanzara? What did I call him? Sanzara, yeah. Sanzara. Okay, so the Sanzara makes it, they deal with the devil, um, so that way to protect themselves, the yeah, yeah uh, that the devil would take out their enemies. Yeah. So and, that's where the Kathaga comes yeah, in. Yeah, and that's when we find uh, the broken pieces of the Kathaga. <clears throat> Uh, the relic. The relic. Uh, Which, by the way, that's the only reason why this movie is called The that's Relic. It. That's it. And uh, like, also... Like, there's no other reason. Yeah, there isn't really any other reason. <laughs> and, and The Relic has nothing to do with the actual, like, 
reason that the Cathaga's there. No, and and I, I'm not sure exactly why the Cathaga's there in the first place, unless they were just like, let's screw with America. That's probably what it was. I'm just, you know, uh, eat napalm, sons of bitches. This uh, is what but, you get for uh, taking pictures of me. <laughs> Uh, but so at this point, we are also, uh, the, the reasoning why though, that we find out that this, this whole shipment was so important was, uh, because one of the boxes just had leaves and they're like, well, we might as well destroy them. But thankfully, uh, Penelope Ann Miller decides to keep a couple of those. Uh, and she starts doing science to them because her whole deal is she's an evolutionary biologist. And apparently she takes some of the fungus which is clearly caviar uh and puts it into this magical spectrograph that she has that can read things down i get, i don't know what it does it it scans dna or something like that but apparently it does it really really fast and that's also so we time goes on uh is this even the part with the weird uh like knock knock skeleton thing that happened i uh, know not yet that was so weird that's, that's the only reason there's so many little bits in this that I'm like, oh God, that's the nineties, uh, that we just, you wouldn't see in a movie that was made today. This would all be cut. It'd be a 90 minute movie. You know, there's at least 19 minutes of just shenanigans that can be cut out of this thing. But, uh, it's when we see the kids, they've stayed over, um, through the night. They stayed uh, class clothes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the museum is now closed. We see uh, Penelope Ann Miller leave, and we see the security guard go to si uh, smoke a doobie in uh, the bathroom. He uh, cracks open one of the windows, hears something, and gets yanked from under the uh, the the, <laughs> the stall. And oh no! <laughs> you did miss the jump scare with the skeleton, though. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. There was the, the that's jump scare. that's before she leaves. Yeah, right before she leaves, uh, her team of like five people who are just so goddamn wacky uh, knock on the the window with a skeleton, and they're like, "You're walking us <laughs> to the bone, rattle me bones!" And I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> why is this in this horror movie?" <laughs> and that's when she. You're trying to kill like, me. Like, yeah. But, so, sh the next day, uh, everybody is there, including D'Agostina. <laughs> D'Agosta. 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 There you go. Who's Augustina? I don't know. I have no idea. D'Agosta. Okay. So, Deg Tom Sizemore shows up. <laughs> uh, and apparently there has been a murder. Stop a murder most foul. Uh, so, uh, that's when... <laughs> Penelope Ann Miller shows up on her little bike uh, and decides to start trying to push past the police cordon. But thankfully, she's Dr. Green uh, and gets pulled inside. This is also the the stupid, I believe it was, um, was it Colonel Mustard in the drawing room with the, the candlestick? The candlestick? I, I hate that the gerbil made a clue joke. I, I was like, it. wow, dude. And he's like, you think I'm an asshole, don't you? And she just walks off. I'm like, I think you're an asshole for other reasons. The clue joke is just stupid. That was dumb. So Margo and D'Agusta actually meet. Margo is Penelope Ann Muller. Yes. Um, and he's like, you know, she's like, she says, well, can I get back into my lab? He's like, no, we haven't cleared it yet. I'll, I'll clear it as soon as I can. That's and then she, murder. and then she decides to just bust in. They, they literally said a murder happened. Obviously you would think that with a murder happening, that you would not want to be in that same area, which she just fucking walks in. And she's like, well, you should have shut the door. There was 50 billion police officers. She, she does say that later <laughs> on. She's like, you could have shut the door. And I'm like, 
I don't think the door was open. She pushed it open. Yeah, yeah. She walked into the restroom. The door was closed. <laughs> and then proceeded to freak the hell out because the guy's head was missing. Completely torn the fuck off. Like, Which, wow. The kill count on this movie... Is I so according to a Wikipedia article, like Jason doesn't even have this many. Kills. It was seventeen. Like oh That's no, it? it was seventeen on this part, but like they're they're all head poppers. Every single one of these is a sharp out. Yeah, like it just rips heads off. And and his brain is half on the floor too, which I thought was interesting. But yeah, it looks like uh like God, it looked like the T one thousand with its head ripped off, which was also another movie that was made. In By like, Stan Winston. Yeah, but it was also earlier, so the CGI. Eh. Stan, well, first of all, Stan Winston did an amazing job on. The, anyways, that's neither here nor there. Okay. So, so. anyway, we we had a discussion about that. We'll get to it in a little bit. But uh, so at this point, um, we she freaks out. They leave. Uh, also, the kids apparently saw it too, so they're freaking out. And this is when uh, finally, time uh, Tom Sizemore gets like the backstage treatment for the the museum we get to see a lot of the specimens we get to see the uh uh the the we get to see the plot jar uh which is this giant like i don't know like a it's, giant metal tub full of like water it's, yeah it's, it's she the calls soup it, maker she calls it rhino rhino soup yeah so what they do is that they put um specimens um in there and it ba- they basically boil it they make a soup so that way all the flesh and the meat and all that stuff falls off and then they have the bones and then they put those bones with all the beetles because the beetles eat whatever's left over. And that's yep. how they get, like, clean bones. Yep. Because, uh, you know, that actually is a plot point, damn it. There's a lot of plot into this. Uh, we also meet uh, the restoration girl who is fixing the Kathoga thing. That was weird. So apparently she her whole thing is she sanded everything down and then put metal poles into it and then put everything together. Which I'm like, is that how you do it? Maybe, but like pieces of puzzle, I, so that way if you I move guess. it, maybe, I don't know. Like, I was really weirded that, out by that, I'm like, you just... That, that would be interesting. Slap I would, it together like a, you know, freaking... Like a puzzle. Yeah. <clears throat> I would like to know if that's really how they do it. Uh, and that's when... Uh, we meet Matilda. Yes, uh, so this is... Tom Sizemore runs the hell out, and, like, Penelope Ann Miller gives him this look like he's, like, pissed her off. I don't remember. You don't remember that one? He's like, he's like, beep, beep. And she's like, oh, God, I got to leave. Oh, oh, yeah. She's like, you're welcome. And yeah. then uh, that's when we're introduced to Matilda. Go ahead and tell them about Matilda. I love Matilda. Matilda is the dirty pathologist. Uh, and she's so dirty. That's probably why I love her. But uh, she, she makes a head joke within the first, like, seven seconds of meeting her. Don't you always hate people who give her... Who, who take head but never give it? Yeah, that was the weirdest, like... Oh, oh my like, God. I, I freaking love her for that. And she's, she's just very sassy, very quirky. Um, but basically, she finds out that the hypothalamus of the brain is missing. Yep. So, uh, the, the whole chunk of it. So, it's not just the pituitary gland. She does point out the pituitary gland. So, I had some from beyond flashbacks right there. <laughs> yeah. But, but yes, the entire hypothalamus is missing. Uh, so, plot point. Uh, D'Agusta asks, um, what do we call him? Hollingsworth? Yeah. Hollingsworth. Yeah, so he asked Hollingsworth to do some research on the rest of the bodies that they found in the ship to see if any of their um, hypothalamuses... Hypothalamus. <laughs> hypothalamuses were missing. Are, are missing. Uh, we do find out later on that, y'all, yeah, they are. Okay, cool. Yeah, uh, they but, are missing. Uh, 
It was a, like, I, you know, my issue with that is just they're stuck in the bilge for like at least a couple of weeks. You know, maybe, I, I don't even know. Apparently it's been sitting out there for six weeks. So let's assume that it made it up there in four. And then like for a week, it's just sitting in, in water. Uh, I just, I feel like, oh yeah, we had to drain the whole thing out. But we found, uh, you know, no, no hypothalami. We found a bunch of mushy, mushy bits. Everything is mushy. Uh, and that's when uh, it's it's nighttime again. And that's when uh, what's is this the the where she this walks is, through the thing? Yes, this is whenever Margot goes through the supernatural exhi- exhibition exhibit, I guess, at the museum. Yeah, so they're really pushing <laughs> superstitions. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Uh, and it's uh, oh god, was it like there? There was ladders and umbrellas open inside. Spilled salts, uh, broken mirrors, black cats, and then they go into a weird Egyptian thing, but apparently it wasn't Egyptian. It was like Brazilian. Meso- yeah, it was like Mesoamerican. Which I'm like, is that where you go with superstitions? You're showing us all the like superstitions that people have. You go I guess so, to Mesoamerican? She went to like, but she went to like Japan and all kinds. Was I, it? I think okay. she mentioned Japan. Well, she it does, was from like all over. Yeah, she does mention, uh, God, this is what Margo's walking around. She's just in awe of the whole thing, and that's when she hears, hears wheezing. Wheezing, yes, the wheezing that we heard earlier. We actually did hear a little bit of wheezing uh, in the 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 guard scene. Yes, when so, it, right before he got his God, his, like his a, melon wee, squashed. Wee. It's a it was weird worse than wheeze. Alan Wake. Yeah, it was like. <laughs> I need this chocolate bar for energy. Where's the energized batteries? It's Sorry. a video game. If y'all it's, if y'all have played it, there's a reason. So anyway, uh, but yeah, no, uh, she hears the wheezing. She freaks out. She runs and she goes into the the bathroom. She runs into the bathroom too. Yeah. And she's hiding on top of the toilet. Knowing that somebody just got ganked in the bathroom. And that's when she looks out the, the, like the giant holes in the side of the, the stall door and everything like that. There's no privacy in that bathroom. To see like some, some poor cleaning lady who's, you know, having an asthma attack. Severe asthmatic. I was like, Jesus, that's yeah. terrible. You're making this poor woman do this crap. <laughs> so Holy she, crap. She chills out and she ends up leaving, I guess. And then there's two cops that are looking for the bad guy. Yes. So at this whole point, uh, Tom Sizemore has, has people searching through the entire place trying to find out if the guy who killed the security guard is still there. Uh, so we meet uh, God, Goofus and Gallant uh, just running around. And uh, it's I was like, oh, these poor bastards. They say it's, it's red shirt one and red shirt two basically, um, and God, that's what they're they're arguing about coffee. Yeah, like, it's like it's it was a they weird like, like oh well one of them likes lattes the other one likes espressos espresso which I, it's an it's I an don't care okay anyways so um they it's end all up... too much different from <clears throat> chat coffee just make me a damn coffee anyway so they end up finding this huge footprint right and then they decide to go talk to Augusta about it so. Um, at this time, that is whenever um, the mu- it shows the people at the museum trying to get ready for the gala. And so they're like getting ready, getting ready, getting ready. Um, we actually see the monster randomly. Like it shows the monster and he's, it's dark. It is so dark. You can't see anything. You just see this huge, massive thing. <clears throat> and it goes like crawling like it goes lunging basically up the stairs and like disappears and i was making fun of the the darkness situation before but in this situation just because the cgi is not that great it does remind me of things like the mimic or 
or your, some of the other ones, this just didn't have that budget. It's got that that definite like kind of sheen that early '90s uh, stuff had on it. Uh, but it, the so the darkness in this situation really kind of lent it, you know, some it, it helped. It helped, yeah, yeah. Um, so this is actually whenever um, Degusta meets Doctor Frock because he's talking to Margot, and he's like, well. You know, tell me about Dr. Doctor Whitney. And she's like, well, I think the person you talk to is Dr. Frock. Because he I, and Dr. Whitney had, had, like, similar ideas. So, basically, yeah. they both they both um, understood and liked supernatural things. Or and, superstitious things. And Frock, I, I don't know if I said before, but it's it's James Whitmore. And, and it's just, he's a treat. Every time that he's just on. Just delightful. And it was so sad to see what, uh, you know, we'll get into that. But, oh, my God, he was great. And he's great in this whole bit. He he has this, like, did I ever tell you about the the, me hanging out with the something-something tribe? And she's like, yeah, a couple of times. He's like, well, I haven't told him. Let me tell you something. something." (laughs) He's so nice. That's awesome. But one of the things that Dr. Frock actually brings up is called the Callisto effect, um, which the Callisto effect actually involves um, not so much things evolving gradually, but a certain species or a certain thing that evolves very very quickly and very dramatically and um kind of uh, a short-lived interstitial species that uh dies off pretty quickly uh it's also known as the akira effect as though a human uh, or no a, an amoeba had the powers of a human if anybody gets that joke you're my friend anyways i don't get that joke so yeah, don't worry you're not my friend <clears throat> i'm not so, uh, two cops discover the, the two cops that are oh, still in the tunnels. Right. They discover the stinky smell. So, they. So they actually haven't gone to go get a, Augusta yet. No. Yeah. Well, so well, no. They 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 tried to call him, but they couldn't because they're deep under the the science center. Yeah, or con- the hell. concrete and stuff like so that. So they go in and they see like they're smelling around. They're trying to look for this thing, and this hairy dudes come screaming out at them with an axe. And uh, God, I, want, it was, I think it was the Billy or somebody like that. I don't remember. It was it was the kid. It was the uh, the the younger guy, and he just blows that some bitch away. Like I can't even imagine how much paperwork he's gonna have to go through. To explain. <laughs> it was not so, one bullet. It was all. Bullets. Why did you Why did you unload your your <laughs> guy? It was like fourteen bullets. In his defense, though. That it, he would have killed a lot of people. That uh, that if it was that guy, he would have killed a lot of people. If it was, yeah, but he or just he yeah, because we we get explained. Apparently, this guy was wanted on like two counts of rape, six murders. It was something ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know he's... how he got into the science center of the uh, the, the Chicago basement. Museum. Well, apparently the tunnels. Oh yes, that's right. That's right. He figured out how to get in through the coal tunnels because that becomes a thing as well. So after that, everybody thinks that the murders have been solved. That that this is our killer there's no reason why the museum can't open for this gala right so we caught the shark this is a summer town we need the money to get it we need the tourists to come in (laughs) so so a dickhead dude who's actually head of security at the museum uh tells Augusta, i don't give a damn we're gonna open up this museum and i don't care what you say and then he's and Degusta's like look i'm gonna do whatever the hell i feel i need to and the you, guy's like, hey, wait right here. And he goes and calls ring, the ring, mayor. Mr. Mayor, the the sergeant, the, the lieutenant of the police force won't let me have my gala. He's like, don't worry, put him on. And he calls him up. He's like, hey, my wife's cleavage helped me win my election. And her cleavage would be very sad if we didn't get to go <laughs> to this gala. You don't want to make my wife's cleavage sad, do you? Why are you trying to 
I'm trying. I'm trying to keep it, it together. It's such an odd situation yeah. because he's he's you know and and I gotta tell you, you know he played up that that he oversold the cleavage. I was disappointed later on when I saw. I was like, that's not. Stop looking at people's boobies. I look. He he he. It was a plot point, and I am a a thorough investigator of movies. Anyways, so Degasta ends up saying, "Fine, whatever. You can open up the gala, but I'm only opening it up for that floor, and that's it. And I'm having a shit ton of cops there. And then the party starts. That's when the party starts. Yeah, uh, it's a big party too. It's everybody shows up, including the 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 special, you know, MacGuffin people uh, who are supposed to be walking, like who, who what's her name needs to meet." Uh, uh Penel- yeah, Margot. Penelope Ann Miller needs to meet so that she can get her grant. Uh, Mister Mister Gerbil's Gerbil trying is to steal it. Working his ass off to get there. The head of security is eating maraschino cherries out of the maraschino cherry little pit uh, next to the drinks guy. Which I was like, "How freaking dare you, you son of a bitch! Don't put your fingers in." And that, that oh god, I was so angry about that. So you just you just reaching in with those grubby fingers, <laughs> like grabbing fistfuls of maraschino cherries. I'm like, those are for everybody, sir. So Degust is actually going and exploring with the dogs at this point oh, because yeah. he is still trying to find the killer because the he knows names, the killer is out there. Yeah, the dogs' names are Castor and Pollux. I uh, thought that was cute. So uh, Margot has Doctor Frock check out the program because she sees that it has these leaves. This fungus contains uh, gecko. DNA. Well, so she had a, an incident earlier. What had happened was was that the the bony the 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 bone bugs, the ones that ate through the stuff, um, crawled out. Like it, one of them crawled in on top of the leaves. And oh, that's right. Ate the stuff and closed the. Uh, <clears throat> uh, like she she put them in the fridge. Then she takes out the the package that she has them in out of the fridge, and a gigantic bug comes out. It I looked mean, like Starship Troopers. It, it's like. It, it, it's like the size of your arm. It was it was a huge damn bug. It was like a, a football, but like, you know, bigger. It was Ugh, like a rugby was, ball. It was gross. And uh, it was crawling and it was gross. And, and then she, she smashes, smashes it, it with a textbook. Yeah. And that's when she pulls out the juice and later on she goes in and she's like, yes. look, uh, you know, Brooks, I, uh, I, I found something on this thing. It's got lizard DNA. She's like, lizard DNA inside of a bug? That's peculiar. Let's look at that. And it has... Uh, and while you're doing that, get dressed because you need to go to the gala. Yeah, because you need to get this thing because Gerbil's going to steal it from you. So we get like five seconds of her <laughs> changing in the uh, the back room while he's like, this is odd. So it has a virus. It's like a virus. It has reptilian d- DNA all kinds of other stuff. And he's like, this is weird. It doesn't make any sense. And these are all the, the things that you would find in the hypothalamus region of the uh, the human brain, except a uh, hundred times more potent. more potent. Because apparently that's all it takes to make giant brain-eating bugs that come after Penelope Ann Miller for no reason and mm-hmm. can be smashed by the big book of science. But it also makes the Cathaga. Yes. So, um, uh, they go, oh, and then they leave to go find Lieutenant Augusta because they're like, oh my God, this is why Lieutenant Augusta was asking about hypothalamus. Ah, we should let him know about that. And then we go to the other goofy guys who are the security guards who are like, everything's kind of weird here. What if we did it? And I was like, let's go ahead and lock all the doors because Gerbil told uh, the head of security, uh, that uh, there was nobody in the lab area. No wing, full and down while that Margo was down there. Because that he would keep her d- um, from being able to talk to the uh, to the rich couple. Uh, and yes, yeah, the the, uh, the the security guards 
flick all the switches, lock down everything, and that sucks for everybody. Mm -hmm. Gerbil proceeds to kiss ass. Um, D'Agusta figures out that there are tunnels that lead from the um, museum all the way to the boating yard. Yes. So that is how it was able to get back and forth without actually being seen. It's also him putting together that uh, the the creature is was the one from uh, Brazil because they couldn't figure out with the the Brazil thing. They even had that the uh, the guy uh, apparently had made it. Oh, he had he had a, like stuff from the uh, the the boat. The guy who they shot had stuff from the boat, and that's why they were able to let this yes. happen. But he's yeah. like, "Wait, no! How did he get here?" And now they're like, "Oh God! There's, there's stuff to, you know, that there's, there's tunnels." Mm -hmm. um, and then this is whenever the dogs go after the monster. That's right. One of the dogs dies. If you are not friendly, or if you're not okay with that, the, one of the dogs does die, and it's very sad. And this <clears> is when the the dog handler runs after the other dog. Yeah, and then uh, he dies. Well, so he finds the dog, and the dog is very like, Hoo, and uh, like sad, and that's when uh, the uh, the the guy gets ate, uh, and he just he gets taken the hell out, and it's like the the dog is like, Hoo. but for some reason the relic the the the, the, the Kathoga the Kathoga or whatever it Kato is yeah Kathoga Kathoga um he doesn't kill the other dog doesn't eat the other dog I guess it requires people brains. Even though I'm sure the dog has oxycontin in its head or something like that, mm -hmm. oxytocin. What? Freaking no. Anyways, yes. So uh, the museum shindig continues. Uh, Degusta finds lots and lots of dead bodies. Um, while he's going through the tunnels, he finds the other dog that that is still alive since the Cathoga didn't eat him. He does send off. Uh, was it Hamilton? What is it? Hollingsworth. Name? Hollingsworth to uh, to go. Uh, get people the hell out of the, the museum. And to <clears throat> Hollingsworth, like, you know, good. He's running his ass off. I mean, he's got he blood all trying. over his shirt. And he's running through the museum with a shotgun. Uh, and I'm like, okay. Along with the guy? The rest, like the other a guy? A couple of other guys, yeah. It, oh, it's just the other guy. It's just the one other guy. Because it was the oh. four dudes who went down there. It yeah. was the, the, the dog handler, uh, D'Augusta. Uh, Hollingsworth and the I guess it was other the other guy, guy who was who's leading him around the tunnel. I guess probably. that was so weird. Like I was like, who's the guy? Yeah. But he makes it too, which I thought was cute. So the cops end up do getting back um, while the museum tour continues. The right, they basically come right in as soon as the Kathoga statue is revealed. Yes, and uh, this is whenever you actually see what the monster actually looks like by the Kathoga statue, yes. because then it immediately drops a dead body on everybody it was hilarious so what happened is is we're, we're seeing tom sizemore freaking out about the stuff and it's interspersed with clips of the the two goofy uh security guard guys who are like ah, da, 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 da. <clears throat> and then uh we're looking at this poor woman get blood dropped on her face i think that's the one who gets ate like it was that that poor lady so she just had the worst night ever yeah uh well. but it drips blood on her and she's like what is that and then the Kathoga like it's seemingly like he wanted to screw with people drops a body on top of a set of spears so that the body of it's the dead guy would be yeah so it would be like poked up and i was like it did that on purpose it did which initiates the fire alarm system and the the theft one and panic galore and there is panic for the next 15 minutes of people running over each other and just awful. Well, so it's and it's terrible because all the security systems are going out of uh, out of whack because the Kathoga is so smart that it tore up the electrical system, causing all of these issues to isolate people so it can eat. Because uh, it does have human smarts. Yes, apparently it's it is smart enough for that. 
Uh, but yeah, it is a terrible, like, if you get panicked seeing, like, crowd scenes of people getting hurt, this is pretty bad. Uh, one lady gets smashed up against the, uh, the, uh, revolving, revolving glass door. Glass door. Yeah. Um, people are getting knocked over all over the place. Stepped on. It's, it's terrible. It's awful. Uh, and a lot of people are getting out, but the the fire suppression system starts up too, so the rains come down, and then a giant metal door with no ability to move it at all, if the power goes out, comes down, uh, isolating uh, the mayor, his wife, uh, the rich couple, Gerbil, uh, the crappy head of security for the uh, the thing, uh, Linda Hunt, mm-hmm. uh, and like a, a couple other the people. Couple, like the, the two cops. Yeah. There, and, there's a couple and of people And Hollingsworth and the guy. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, and th- uh, the goofy little like security guards are like, oh, the lights are off. What do we do? Oh, let's go over and turn on the extra batteries. Okay, I'll go do that. But it's scary. Don't lock the door. Okay, I won't do it. I was like, oh my God, just die already. And they did. And they did. With one of them being terribly killed because he's sitting in the chair and the other one comes back to yell at him. And <laughs> that's when his head plops off. And it's like, oh, oh, that's <laughs> like the third dead body. We're in the good part of the movie and it's really good. There is a lot. There's just killings left and right now. Yeah. And, and, uh, uh, so right after that is actually whenever D'Augusta actually finds the security station, finds the walkie, and then he calls Hollingsworth because at this point shit's going down and everyone's freaking out. Hollingsworth answers, or, or um, not Hollingsworth, the security, the douchebag security guy answers. Um, D'Augusta tells him, you know, shut the hell up, give the walkie to Hollingsworth. Um, the mayor actually yeah. gets the walkie and he's like, look, you can fire me on Monday, but for right now, shut the hell up and listen to Hollingsworth because yeah. he's going to get you out of there. Uh, this whole time, uh, Tom Sizemore found Pollux. So the other dog is okay. Caster, dead. Pollux, okay. Um, a few stay behind, um, despite right. despite Hollingsworth, you know, saying, you should come with me. So we are, the, the rich couple, we, we do see, kind of foreshadowed, um, the, uh, the wife uh, is walking around with a, a, a very nice cane. It was a very nice one. But uh, she is clearly not going to be able to make it through the coal tunnels uh, that way. So uh, the rich couple stays. Uh, the gerbil stays because he wants to schmooze. Uh, the head of security stays. And one other guy stays. The cop. Was it the cop? One of the cops had to okay. stay behind with them. Okay. Uh, and that's when the, the rest of them, including the mayor, his wife, uh, and Hollingsworth go down into the tunnels, and the whole point is to stay quiet and and move as quickly as possible. Sneaky, sneaky, you'll be able to make it through. Which they did pretty good at. They did okay. I mean, it, like, uh, unfortunately, the the Kathoga has the ability to go wherever the people are. It teleports like a freaking slasher villain. Uh, and that's when oh god, was it? Is this? Like, Augusta finds Margot and Frock at that point. That's right. Mm-hmm. And then the Cathoga appears, and it's giant as fuck and huge and oh, scary. It, it rams this giant like blast door that they have. They literally, it looks like like a bank vault. It's got a giant spinning wheel, and it has the 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 two uh, like like isolation like the bars that come up mm-hmm. and down, uh, and it's it's punching through this giant steel door. That's like I I don't even know what the hell that thing is supposed to like keep out. Like that's that's not for criminals. That's for like tanks. Well, it didn't it didn't keep out the fire. It didn't. It, <laughs> and it didn't keep out the freaking Cathoga uh, who like slaps through half of it. But um, this is actually whenever um they're talking and then Frock is like, oh my god, the Cathoga. The whole point of it 
Everything is, that I've been looking for was the it, thing that I was looking at. It's a part of the, the ca, ca, shit. Callisto effect. <laughs> Callisto effect. It <laughs> proves the thing that I've been trying to prove for years. Yeah. So and he's uh, like, and you guys need to get the hell out of here. And they're like, well, no, we can carry you. He's like, don't be stupid. I'm staying here. That's exactly get what her he out. does. That's exactly just like, He's like, don't be stupid. I'm going to stay here. Yeah, because he's, he's in a wheelchair. And I was like, oh, that's... That's pretty smart, and he and he does he does a smart thing because he goes into the uh, the like one of the artifact cages and and tries to not hide but at least you know stay in there to stay safe. Yeah, it didn't work. So well, no, but I mean the damn thing punched through a giant steel like blast door, so of course not. So this is the best part because the police are cutting open the doors up at the top, and this is where the asshole security guard gets his head cut off. Yeah, because he's sitting there. Oh god, it, and it he's was bitching and complaining the whole time. So the design of the Kathoga is pretty crazy. It's like a god, I don't know. It's like a giant like lizard hyena with four prong like it's got four tusks on the front of it like hairy like a tarantula and it uh, it uh it grabs a hold of you with the bottom ones and then the two other ones like pincer the head off like and it's like boop. and so it grabs a hold of this son of a bitch and like picks him up and just boop. and then and like just pops his head off and then the other guy starts shooting at it and it pops that guy's head off and then uh, Gerbil runs the hell away. And then it pops his head off. And the, it is popping heads off left and right. <laughs> I wrote down decapitation. <laughs> and that's when the cops start coming in through the roof. And they're like propelling in. Poor, like three sons of bitches. Poor sons of bitches go down. Like So the first one goes down, sees it, and gets yanked off the line. Which... Really? Nobody saw that happen. Yeah, at the nobody top? felt that happen. It's probably because it's so goddamn dark in there. <clears throat> and, uh, and then Kathoga walks walks up the wall like a gecko. Yeah, it sees another one guy, and that guy decides. I love that part. How he walks up the yes. wall like a gecko. That's just so cool. He he tries to zip line down, but no, that one gets eight. And then like one guy is like, "No, pull me up." And they're like, "Don't worry, we'll pull you up." And I'm like, "You're all you all have MP MP5s. Shoot at it." Shoot, do yeah, something. They didn't. You're they, carrying, no. They, they pulled him up and, uh, Literally no guns. And that guy, that guy got half of his body ripped He got, off. and just neatly snipped. Like, he's like, help, help, help. And I was like, what happened? Did he get tired? And nope. <laughs> he shoop, did. Halfies. <laughs> so, uh, this is whenever the Kathorga, Kathoga, whatever, is, uh, trans, transporting. Mm -hmm. Uh, he goes and kills Dr. Frock. Um, this, and then right after that is whenever, uh, Margo finds out that the Kathoga used to be human. human. Yeah. yeah. But we don't know who it is just quite yet, even though we all know who it is right now. Yeah. So the folks in the tunnels keep on going. Um, Margo says, okay, oh, oh, I know what we could do. We could freeze it. So she... It's partially a lizard. Therefore, if we can change its body temperature about 30 to 40 degrees either way, it'll get tired or hyper. It'll die is what she's, okay, she's thinking. Right. She's thinking it'll die. Um, so Margot keeps finding dead bodies. That's right. So she finds Dr. Frock. Their, their plan is to, to take the leaves that Margot still had, uh, and use that as a lure. And then they're going to hit it with, uh, nitro liquid nitrogen. Uh, the rest of the people are running through <clears throat> the, uh, the tunnels and that's when it sneaks up behind and kills the cop. Start, everybody starts running. It's looking like it's about to go ahead and, and feast, but then it decides not to because Tom Sizemore is hiding the leaves. That's when it pops up behind Tom Sizemore because apparently it's able to teleport at this point. 
Um, That's why I left those other people alone, though, because oh, yeah. of the leaves. Yeah, and Hollingsworth is able to get everybody out of the building at this point. Thank God. Um, and that's when it pops up. Because it pops up behind Tom Sizemore, uh, Penelope Ann Miller just spazzes out and starts, like, fo- like just opens up this liquid nitrogen uh, hose on it. And it's, like, spraying everywhere. And it's getting Tom Sizemore. I'm like, Tom Sizemore is frozen now, lady. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Uh, but no, he's able to get the hell out of there, but she leaves the, the spigot open and I'm just imagining like half of the water down there freezing. And I was like, was that the point where you're going to freeze it, actually, it in the water? And it actually didn't do anything. It the did water. zero yeah. on it. So that's when they, they haul ass back to the area where, uh, Penelope Ann Miller's like stuff is. And that's when the, uh, the, the, the machine, crash goes off. Yeah. The, it's, it's so her thing her her whole program that is doing the sensors and all this other kind of stuff it has a crack it sounds like a car crash whenever it it's found its stuff and it found its stuff in apparently she had dna markers for everybody on staff because it figures out that john whitley or whitney whitley whatever is the uh is the cathoga and she's like oh no uh, we see... Augusta locks Margo in the lab. That's right. He tries to... He tells her to lock herself into the lab so that the Cathoga can't get her. Unfortunately, the is already in there because it can teleport. Uh, and it starts running after her. She closes six doors behind herself that are made out of wood and glass. And I'm like, lady, you saw it try to punch through a damn, you know, battleship I thought that armor. Was, whenever I first saw it, I was like, that's stupid. I was like, hilarious. And, and the whole time she's like throwing shit behind her, like bottles of formaldehyde and all this other stuff and she's like ah! so she's dropping shit everywhere and there's a reason there's a point to her madness she, so she runs into this a method like a, a a specimen like cage so she's just shoving stuff off of these metal uh like like uh, just racks racks and racks and racks of specimens and formaldehyde and she runs over to the formaldehyde like extruder and she turns that on she opens up the alcohol she turns that on uh, she goes and she grabs two mason jars, one of them really small compared to the other one, and she pours something into it, and then she puts a, uh, a like a bunch of granules uh, in the other one. Like she puts one mason jar into another. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. She's so it's like, making a flaming cocktail. Like she's she's making a bomb that'll go yeah. off if if the two pieces of glass break. Uh, kind of think of it like a glow stick. Um, so she goes up to the second story, the, the Cathoga is there and like, it's intimidating her. <laughs> she's walking back. She gets in this tiny elevator that's out there. She's like, I know who you are. Doesn't say its name, which probably would have freaked him out. But then it, it extrudes this long tongue. It's like this weird bifurcated snake tongue and it starts licking all over her face. But the CGI is kind of weird. So it's really, really shiny. Uh, and that's when she... It just looks really goopy. Yeah, she chucks her bomb behind it, which sets fire to things. Which shocks it into and not eating her for it, a second. For some reason. She takes the little elevator down to the second floor, but she has to wait until it goes all the way down to get out, which I swear to God. like the, So the top floor has, is like a, a cage on the bottom. <laughs> so all the fire is going directly down onto the, the bottom floor where she's going. And I'm like, lady, you need to get the hell out of there. Uh, but she does, uh, and unfortunately the Cathoga catches on fire and it looks terrible. Uh, I thought is, it looked really creepy. It was awful. This was the worst CGI I've seen in a long time. But, you know, it's trying. Uh, and that's when she jumps into the, uh, the, the, the soup bowl thing. 
uh, and flips the uh, the lid on it where it closes, thankfully in enough time to uh, save her from the explosion. Uh, which, which kills the Cathoga. Yeah, and knocks Tom Sizemore out. Uh, Hollingsworth comes back into the, the uh, museum, which God bless him for that, because there's no way in hell you would be able to get me back into that place. Mm-hmm. It's like, where do you feel like going? Uh, I just got out of the museum. I want to go back in. Screw that home. noise. I want to no, go home. I, I think I'll stay out here and guard the people, because I saw what that thing was doing to people's heads. I'm not letting it out. Uh, but they go in. They find Tom Sizemore. They wake him up. Uh, that's the, when the mayor actually stands up for D'Augusta too, which, which was is nice. cute. Yeah, because uh, he like <laughs> his captain's like, oh, if I catch that D'Augusta, and the mayor shows up, is like, hey, it's me, I'm the mayor, and he's just like, oh my god, it's the mayor, you survived. He's like, yep, I'm good. Can we get these people some pizzas or something? Oh, also, uh, leave D'Augusta alone. And I was like, that was cute. Yeah, and Margo's okay, and he's okay, and everyone's okay. And, yeah, they they open up the jar because she's banging on the inside of it, and she's like, help me, and he's like, oh hey. And Margo pulls out this lucky bullet, which was the superstition that uh, Tom Sizemore had, which uh, uh, Penelope Ann Miller didn't have. Uh, and she had it. She, she didn't. No, no, she didn't have uh, superstitions. Oh, yeah, no. She yeah, didn't. she was very, very poo-poo on superstitions. But apparently, she Up believes until in now. Yeah, she believes in the uh, the the lucky bullet now, and that's when they know that Penelope Ann Miller is going to get fired, so they're all going to move somewhere else. Yep. So you decided to set on all, you just exploded an entire room full like, of first specimens. First of all, Thank I, I survived and I killed a giant ass monster that if it got out would have ate all of Chicago. It ate so many contributors to this place. Uh, which, you know, hey, maybe she got the grand after that. Who knows? Well, why maybe, not? They were dead. Well, yeah, but, like, maybe there's, like, something in their thing. It's like, everybody gets a grant <laughs> this year. Maybe. Uh, but, yeah, and, the, and that is the end. Uh, and... I guess we're actually going to have to rate this one. Oh, yes, we are going to have to, finally, the first rating of 2022. Yeah. 2022. What are you, you going to rate it? I, I, I keep screwing around with this one. Oh, this is an eight. Oh, seriously. Eight. I love it. Um, there's a lot of goofy, and it's a very long movie. It's about an hour and 50 minutes long. Uh, so, I mean, that's, that's a good chunk of time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's, it's fun. I enjoyed it. It's very much of its time too. And that's kind of the time frame that, you know, heck, your favorite movie is, is Event Horizon, which I think came out the same year. Uh, and then mine is, um, I, I think it was 97. Huh? Uh, and then mine was, uh, you know, if not, then you can reach out to us at everything scary at 3am, you know, and let me know that I was wrong. But, uh, it, it was that one in, in 1996 was, uh, in the mouth of madness. So it has all of those tropes. So I had a lot of fun with that one. Um, just, just a huge fan. Uh, there was the, the CGI, unfortunately was terrible. We had, um, uh, all the weird, just goofball stuff and just the long, you had that whole bit with the kids at the very beginning, which we didn't need to have. So it's very much like there was a lot of superfluous stuff. I could see cutting this down to about a 90 minute movie compared to the 110, 100 like, yeah, about 110 minutes that it was at. Um, and really the lighting thing did kind of annoy me because there's this one part, uh, kind of midway through where, uh, gerbil is walking through the area and I couldn't see him. The movie went black for me. I was like, there's nothing going on on screen. It's dark. And it's like, oh, there he is. Can you imagine how dark it was before oh we God. had like high definition? Uh, could you imagine how dark it was in the theater? Oh God! Like if the, if the theater wasn't done, like, God, could you imagine that? Oh, it would have been terrible. Uh, and yeah 
Like, I, I don't know. What about you, honey? What do you think? So I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10 because I really freaking love this movie. All of it. All the bad effects. All of it. What? Uh, I give it a 9 out of 10 Cathogas. Okay. 9 out of 10 I'll give it uh, 8 out of 10 Head Pops. Oh, there we go. Actually, uh, I want to say there was about 20 of those in this. It was, I, or something. Like, so I, I checked online and it said, it, it, I think it misattributes the uh, some of the kills on there. I really, I feel like I should start going around and double checking all the kills on I, on I mean, 17 now. is a lot though, If even if it is 17. It's still but... a lot of them. Yeah. And it, you know, because God, that one poor cop who's like dangling like a, like a shrimp off of a, a thing. <laughs> shrimp just, on the bobby. Just shoink. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I really like this movie. I hope you guys did too. If not, then reach out to us. Let us know. ESAT3AM at gmail.com. That's the main email. Uh, ESAT3AM.com. That's the main page. Twitter and Facebook is at ESAT3AM. Uh, and you can always leave us a voicemail. We'd love to hear your, your melodious voice. Uh, anchor.fm forward slash everything scary at 3AM. Just reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Heck yeah, we would. But until next time. We will see you soon. Later. Bye.